Hey everyone, this is Arnold Gunn with Home Welcome, a season three, episode three. We're sitting down with Ian, owner and restaurateur of Vanda, a Vietnamese restaurant in the East Village. It's not your everyday Vietnamese restaurant. In fact, it's a regionally inspired restaurant that hopes to introduce people to the diverse and complex cuisine that is Vietnamese. I came across Vanda through a really great New York Times write-up this year. They also received a Michelin bib, which is quite amazing. And as someone who's also had the pleasure of patronizing the place, I was so curious as to what the story was behind the restaurant. And the story really starts in Vietnam, where Yen grew, grew up. I was born in Vietnam in a small town called Da Lat. Mm. I guess not too small. It's famous because it was a honeymooner town. Mm. So all the Vietnamese couple go, go there, there because it's cool. It's up in the mountain. It's where we grow the coffee. Mm. Yeah, a lot of coffee come from Da Lat. High altitude. High altitude, cold at night and sunny. That's what make the coffee ripe and and so the town is small, but lots of tourists. I'm from a family of 12. No way. My parents have six boys and six girls. I am number 11. My childhood was wonderful. I really loved growing up with a big family. And my family are quite dynamic in the way that I unaware to me. I think everybody's like that, but mm. of course not. My siblings all grow up and are overachievers. Mm. The education in Vietnam is very interesting. You don't get A, B, or C. Mm. You first of the class, second of the class. Oh, like rankings. Yes, it is terrible. Korea's like that too. Terrible. They put it, did they put it public too? Who's Well, I mean, you know. Yeah. You yeah. know, if your class is 50 and you're number 48, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but you know, so my family, everybody is first or second. Wow. Yes, I would say mostly first. Wow. And so I, I grew up in a very happy childhood. And of course, when the world come, uh, we are one of the bold people yeah. that are able to come to America. Yeah. But before we come to America, we stay in the Philippines for a few years mm. waiting for our turn. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. But that's really kind of the, the, you know. Early childhood yes. for you. Yes. In terms of um, maybe early like food memories. So I have a lot of food memories. One of the reasons is because every Vietnamese restaurant in America do not do home-cooked meal. Uh. Home-cooked meal is not interesting. So if you go to every restaurant, everything is snack food. Mm. So Vietnamese are so into snack. Pho, it's not a home-cooked meal. Mm. Nobody makes pho. And pho in Vietnam are a very small portion. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't eat pho here for that reason. I cannot eat that big of a bowl and think it's good. Right. To me, everything has to be proportion. Yeah. So in Vietnam, too, all the food are small because we want to eat so many different times of the day. You know, you eat, eat a little, little bit, and then and two there. hours later, you eat, eat something again. else. Breakfast. Morning snack, <laughs> you know, lunch, right. afternoon snack. Wow. That's, he that's healthy, I heard, actually. Yeah, but I think also, you know, we work hard mm. and your body needs it. Mm. And, and we ride a bike. But I think, I think that, uh, you know, like if you go to Vietnam, I, you know, this is kind of, I can't forget about all that until I go back to Vietnam again. And I was looking for a snack that was my favorite. And the people were like, 
that's at two o'clock. You don't get it now. <laughs> and I was like, it's so bewildered that there's a different time for different snacks. Wow. Yeah, they were like. That's fascinating. Yeah, it is. Like, I'm so I have to like know when a certain food that's going to be time. on the street at what time. Wow. So that's just to show you we are into food. Right. We are into food, so very easy to have good food memories. Yeah. Did uh, your mom cook for you guys? No, no. Mm. So because I've been 12 kids. Yeah. How does she had to work? Mm. So, but in Vietnam, have been, you know, like a maid per se. Having someone who take care of your kids is very cheap. Mm. Basically, there are so many women, right, young ladies, yeah, that born and grow out in the field. Mm. That need an opportunity to go into the city, mm. and get someone to to give them a a, a, a place chance. to live, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. a chance to do a little bit of work, I mean, a lot of work with a little bit of money, mm. and also they there to really actually find a suitor, mm. because where they are it's like a small little village that they only know twenty people, mm. so to go into the city. And have that exposure and find a husband is a really big thing. Wow! I grow up constantly every three years having a new person. My mom is super busy, very smart. She was an orphan. My dad was an orphan, and oh. they both met. No education. Yeah. No illiterate, but very smart. smart yeah. Yeah. Very smart. very street Intuitive. smart. Intuitive. Yeah. So she go and you know go to work, and she have a little shop. In uh, a market, and she would sell fruit and vegetables, and then she worked her way up to having a little shop, and then suddenly we have a store. Wow! And then by the time I grow up, we wasn't so poor. I'm like number eleven, <laughs> you know. So we were like, you know, kind of well to do, and yeah. it all it all because of her, not my dad. Mm. My dad have a nine to five job, but not a entrepreneur. Yeah, your mom was. My, My mom was, and wow. that's to me. I grow up, and same with my brother and sister. I mean, we all achievers, like overachievers. But the woman is definitely like have a lot more impact on me. I am a very nurturing kind of person, mm. so whenever there's a new housekeeper, mm. I like attach to them and make sure they comfortable. Wow, and so. It's all, they're like always my best friend. Mm. If one person left, the next one come in, they become my best friend. Yeah. My all my brother and sister are much more independent. Yeah. And they are into something else. So this person is I always go to a market with them, buying food. When they cook, I chopping thing, helping them. So really, I was growing up always surrounded by food all the time. Her next chapter takes place in St. Louis, and later in D.C., San Francisco, and finally in. NYC, working in restaurants was always in Yen's life growing up. It was all—it was always an easy way to make extra money. It didn't change when she went to college for engineering, and it soon evolved into a catering company, and then into the restaurant she has now, which is Banda. I go to high school, actually in St. Louis. Uh-huh. Long story, but I go to St. Louis for three years. Yeah. And then go back to Washington D.C. for college. Okay. What did you study? Engineering. Wow. See, I didn't find this anywhere. Engineering. Interesting. Did you like you it? You know, no, I didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, at that time, it was like, Ian, what do you want to do? And I have no idea, yeah. right? Everybody like, well, you know, you need to get a, you need to do something that have, 
that give you a career, right? A job, a job. Yeah, I didn't. I know that I'm not a doctor material or a <laughs> dentist or a, maybe I could be an accountant. Sure. Maybe I could not count. But anyway, I fall into the engineering path, and I get out and work as an engineer. Wow. It's only last a year and a half because at the time I was working, I also waitress at a deli, at a deli next to where I am because I wanted to get quick money to buy a house. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, I will be like waitress and work in the engineer. And uh, and it wasn't my first restaurant job, you know. I mean, throughout I always have like Dairy Queen job and. A Creole job and do little here and then. I always enjoy it. I always uh. enjoy it, but it wasn't anything serious. Yeah, it wasn't serious in the way that I think I could work in the restaurant. I always thought that, you know, I come from a family that every everyone is very intellectual. Yeah, that's what it seems and like. I could not be working in the kitchen because that would be like a no for them. You right. see what I mean? Yeah, different world. Also, you know why to come to this country. It take it's a gamble. I mean, you basically gamble your life to come to this country. Mm-hmm. You are one of the world people. The chance for you to sing in the ocean is huge. I not that I look down in the restaurant world, but I know my parents would not like that, and that I wouldn't go to school, and I don't have some kind of degree, and they're like, we spent so much money and such so much risk. And you not really do something more because really, you know, I mean, it's kind of a looking down on kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. So therefore, to me, it it's not it's not a a, a restaurant world that I need to. Mm. That's what my future. My yeah. future was a degree. Yeah. And it had to be a degree that my parents would be feeling proud of. Right. Not history, not English. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just saying, right? Because you know, I mean, they're so practical at that time. Yeah. So when did it become serious for you for the restaurants? So when I when I worked in the engineering and I was waitressing, and I remember working, I went and applied for a waitressing job, and the owner's like, "No way! Look at you! You're so small. You see those <laughs> ladies? I mean, you know, they like stacking on the arm, and they were like." And they've been with me for like 25 years. Yeah. And he wouldn't hire me, yeah. right? Yeah. But finally, I get hired because I'm so persistent. Right. Then I was becoming one of the best waitresses that he ever had. I mean, I run much higher. I'm much more efficient. I have a system. And I think he was like a little blown away by yeah. it. Yeah. Very unexpected, probably. Unexpected. And eventually, you know, it's daily food. I don't even know that. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't even enjoy eating, but I can sell. <laughs> Then he said, "Oh, you know, I'm going to expand this dining room. Mm. Why don't you be part of the manager type?" Wow! And you tell you true, the money is not great because I'm doing engineering. Yeah. But I was like, I can do anything. I don't need to be an engineer. I need to do what I love because mm. also at that time too, I was working the engineering and waitressing. Yeah. I was making so much money that I bought my third house. That's why the money wasn't. It wasn't a priority to me. It wasn't an issue. Issue yeah. because I'm like, I can do anything. Yeah. You know, but I was I was working like six nine waitress and, and you know. Wow. Yeah, you're hustling. I hustling, but I I really did have a great time. I mean, I mean, like you say, young, you have so much energy. <laughs> and so therefore, I make that live. And my family like, 
you know, you haven't even pay, finished paying for for the student uh-huh, loan, uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, I can pay for it right now if I want to. It's just that the interest so low. I didn't, you know. So that's how I kind of just left engineering and. You you took the management opportunity. I took the management aspect, make pretty good money. Yeah. And then I left for San Francisco yeah. because I wanted just to have a year just to not do anything and just explore. So I went there for a year and then come back. And when I come back, there was an opportunity of a country club. They have a country club. They have a little restaurant. They were like, oh, Ian, are you interested in this? And I just come back. And this is in D.C.? This is in D.C. And I'm like, Maybe I'm interested, huh. because what what the reason I'm interested is because basically everything's free. the The restaurant's free, utilities free. I only open it up, charge, and make money, and that's and it's only like four months. Oh, okay. Because it's Washington D.C. You can only have it from because they have a pool, they have tennis courts, they have. So it's really not year-round. Seasonal. Seasonal. So I take on, and it was great because you, I make a lot of money for four months. In a short amount of time. In short amount, and then while I'm doing it, I'm like thinking of what to do next. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do it for two years while I was like working on small little odd and end kind of thing. And then I met Chef Mark Miller, who is the owner of Coyote Cafe in mm-hmm. Santa Fe. Okay. And so he opened Long Bar mm-hmm. in San Francisco, mm-hmm. which unfortunately didn't, didn't last. It only lasts one year. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I worked with him. Mm-hmm. for, And then he opened a big Coyote Cafe in the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Wow. Yeah, and then I was in that for three years. Wow. And then I'm like, okay, what next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And then that's when I come to New York. When I come here, I'm a little bit um, financially a little bit good. That I'm like, what should I do? What so should yes, I do? You have time to think. Yeah. So I did think for like a year. During that time, I have a lot of parties for friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like cook for these people and cook for that person. Mm. And then a friend who brought a friend, she's like, Ian, can you do, why don't you do Karen? Oh. You're so nurturing and you're so passionate. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And she's like, well, you know what? I have a friend and he looked for someone to do his birthday. And he's not your friend. You should charge. But would you do it? And I did it and I love it. You loved it? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. People are happy and I'm in their home. And it's almost like throwing the party but this time I make money (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's great yeah and so I'm like great I'm gonna do catering yeah with the restaurant though we'd love to hear more about definitely the name and the concept but I guess what came first for you was it you were inspired by the space or did you have a concept or you inspired by the chef that you met like how did everything kind of come together I already know if I'm gonna have an open restaurant it's gonna be Vietnamese okay obviously yeah I have to say our food is not complicated like Thai food like you know but we have a lot of variety and I feel like it's so it doesn't represent it yeah. that way yeah you know 
I mean, I had people who come to the restaurant and go like, well, this is not Vietnamese food. Wow. And, I, and I'm, I'm like, I never had this dish in a Vietnamese restaurant. I mean, it's just like, sometimes it's like crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so since you brought it up, right, your menu, you don't have, like you said, like traditionally when people go to a, let's say, quote unquote, Vietnamese restaurant in, in, in America, traditionally you think two things, right? Pho or banh mi sandwiches. I tell you why it's like this. The people who open this Vietnamese restaurant are not American. Mm. I'm an American. Mm. Okay, I have to say, I'm, of course, I'm Vietnamese American, but the people who open all this restaurant are more Vietnamese, a family. They don't know what Americans want, or they don't, they're afraid to do something that, well, they're not going to eat this. It's all blah, 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 or they're not going to eat that. It's no one wants to be the first one to not like, go the. Yeah, but like, you know what? Yeah. They all love pho. Why it's not? Just too fun. Yeah. Right, yeah. or they all love but me because everybody loves sandwiches. Yeah, you know, and and so they just want to sell something that. Yeah, you know, they would just want to, to make sure that they have a menu that sell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I have nothing. I have zero problem with pho and bun me. I just think that. I would like, I just think that there's so many more yummy stuff. Yeah. Well, tell us about your menu and the way you break it down and the inspiration, because I know it's more, you have different regional. I think like anything, food is interesting, not only because it tastes good. It's interesting because you know the background, the history of it mm. as well, mm -hmm. right? And I feel like our country is so complex because even the language is like so different when you don't have no sometimes i can't even understand what they're saying mm. we're the same way and say they that three different three they have so separate culture almost different temperature right weather wise it's not like in america where you can just ship everything mm. so therefore beside the culture is different the temperature is different the food Create it differently too. Yeah. So I wanted to make a menu that really say how, you know, Vietnam as a whole is divided by all this region. The Hue food is actually the most complicated food mm. because of the royal family there. They the one who actually determine what the food can be like for themselves. Gotcha. So all the food are actually so time-consuming to make, or else it's not worth it eating it. High technique, huh? <laughs> yes, a lot of technique, a lot of labor, you know, like we have like this tapioca dumpling that wrap banana leaf. But these are not a meal. This is a snack. Can you imagine like when the king tells you to go and get, <laughs> and then two hours later, you're like, Tapioca. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I love that food for that aspect of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like I'm Vietnamese, I'm American, but actually deep down inside, I really am like love this kind of. So when I thought of the restaurant, I said, it had to have this food. Mm. It just have to because it's so unique. It really is actually more Vietnamese than any of other dishes mm. because it's the, the oldest. Yeah, you're right. People have no idea what this is. Yeah. You know, they always think that Vietnamese food come with lettuce. You know? <laughs> right. And like the carrots. And <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Well, so so I definitely thought of the menu before right. I even find the space or before even Hannah come in. Yeah. You know, I always like, these are dishes that I think 
will, you know, really imagine we appreciate. Yeah. So now we talked about the menu. Let's talk about the name before we get to Hannah. So tell me about the name and what that means and how you came up with it. Well, I have to tell you, I didn't come up with it. I have a hardest time. Yeah. I have a hardest time. Name is time. hard. Name, name is so hard. And I struggle with it. A friend of mine who is a well-known artist. Okay. He's from San Francisco. And he was there. Uh-huh. And he, like, paint thousands of paintings. Uh-huh. And every painting have a name. And it's like... I'm oh, he like, names every painting. Oh, yeah. yeah because yeah. that's how you associate a Got painting. It. Yeah. And every painting, the name is amazing. Darren, you have to help me with this name. Nice. And he was like, I said, I don't want like a trendy name. I don't want, you know, I just like, I like just like a name that had some good meaning behind it and yeah. easy for people to like pronounce. Yeah. And sorry, is Darren uh, Vietnamese too? Or? No, he's American. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, he's quite um, accomplished. Uh-huh. And he throw out a few names, and he said, what's this? How about this? And I'm like, what does that mean? And he's like, you don't know what it mean? I said, no. And he's, he mean, it means female warrior. Mm. And I go, oh, wow. And so I talked to my sister, who's more scholarly, mm. you know? And she's like, oh, so Vanda is not uh, every word, everyday word, it's like Shakespeare's. Kind oh, of thing. got it. It's a very old Vietnamese language. Almost like ancient. Language. Ancient, yeah, and it was created by these two sisters who were get together and fight the Han Dynasty and get them out of Vietnam. I thought about it, and growing up. I can relate to this because all my sister, all my aunt, all my mom, I don't want to say it in a bad way. Okay. In Vietnam, the way it is, the men are not as responsible as a woman. Interesting. If you go to Vietnam, you're going to see the men sit around and drinking coffee and the women are working. Huh. That's right? just the culture. The culture, yes. Wow, okay. And here's another one that very interesting to like notice. Mm-hmm. If you go out to eat, yeah, and the man's paying for the dinner, yeah, that means they are dating. Oh. But if the woman pay for dinner, that means they marry. When the men are courting, of course they pay in, but when they marry, if the woman don't keep the money, it's gonna be all disappear. Huh. So therefore, the woman have to be the wow. person who take charge of the, of, of the finance. I hire Hannah. Even before the name even existed. Oh, okay. So, so Chef Hannah came first. Yes. Yeah. Because you hired her actually for the catering company, yes. right? Yes. So yeah. she'd been with me for almost three years. Wow. And then I'll ha- I, we hire a shoe chef. Her name's Mary. And have nothing to do with because she's a woman. We just hire the best person that we think can do the job. Yeah. And that we can have fun with. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, can have this synergy that works. And so... In the way it's appropriate without trying. Yeah. Opening our first restaurant is always a challenge, unlike any other. Uh, if there's anything I learned from the guests I had on the show, if had on the show, um, it's it's really an unexpected challenge, and there's so many problems 
that come your way that you haven't really thought of before to get really started. So, but Yang claims that, you know, the concepts she's learned from catering have been very helpful. And if anything, it's made her a problem solver. I did not approach anyone for any kind of advice. The one thing that I'm so grateful for catering is that it made me think of solution like this. Because in every event, something happened. Oh my God, the table came and it's broken. Yeah. Oh, this, and you just have to fix it. You just have to like, now what's the solution? Yeah. What's the solution? You don't like- You don't have time for like- You don't have time. Yeah, to react, this is, yes. go, solve it. Yes, solve it. Yeah. I really create this problem solver mm. very quickly. Mm. When it first opened, we get busy right away. The food process, like, okay, now we have to buy this and we have to get more of this. And I was just working day to day. I can't even think like three days ahead, you know? Like, yeah. I wake up and it's like, it's go to the restaurant that yeah. this is what needs to be done that day, wow. you know? And the next day, I'll it's like, about tomorrow, tomorrow. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, it was like, it was a little crazy. Yeah. How has it been in terms of the education aspect of this, right? Because, like you said, the restaurant that you have open, by definition may not be considered the Vietnamese restaurant, you know? So how do you deal with the education aspect? How do you kindly share with people what this restaurant is? 80% of it is very authentic, but it's modern. The way it looks and, and the other 20 is like my play on certain food because I think it's funny, mm. you know? Like mm. we have like the pho, Real cheese. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. With a shot of... Yes. I think it's really fun. If it was gimmicky without being good, I would never put it on. This business is definitely for passion only. Mm. If you don't have the passion or if you think it, it's fun and if you think it's glamorous and you think it's easy, it's not for you. Yeah. I think you do it because you really believe in... First of all, I think you do it because you... You really want to feed people and you really want to get people excited and you have something that you want to showcase that right. you feel that... That's be a mission behind Yeah, it, right? it has to be a mission. Some sort of purpose. Really? Money? No. Right. Wrong business. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's if you... You know, when you do it right, it's, it's so fulfilling. When you do it right, people like enjoy it. It's, it's fulfilling. And that wraps up another episode of Season 3 with Home Welcome. Thank you, Yam, for being such a stellar guest. And Yam was actually the first guest I recorded for the season way, way back when. Uh, she was so sweet, and I had the pleasure recently to finally visit Vandam. And what a beautiful restaurant. You know, it has the best of intentions, and the menu is categorized into the different regions of Vietnam. And as Yam's mentioned, she's trying to showcase another aspect of the cuisine and showcasing it here in New York City where it's not really being done. I was very impressed with Hannah's cooking and execution, and Yen's hospitality and, and warmth. And I'm sure you'll be too. If you haven't been, make sure to stop by for Panda uh, for a quick trip to Vietnam, if you will. And we'll see you next week um, with warm welcome.